Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Pod. Hey, Effers. How's it going? Uh, I'm your host, your friendly neighborhood internet Keith. Uh, and welcome to the NFL edition of Football and Other F Words. Today we'll be talking about NFL news. We'll be talking about crazy kicking we'll be talking about some coaching stuff a little a smattering of nfl topics mm, if you will smatter uh as is tradition i'm joined by some lovely hooligans here i've got uh dj ej who's finally got his mic tonight hey i, I, was, I was really <laughs> worried how are you, you guys gonna leave me hanging <laughs> hey yeah <laughs> i can talk uh we also have with us mr lebowski how are you doing mr lebowski I'm, I'm watching this little loaf of sourdough that Zach calls a dog eat something. What is that? Your shoe? Is that my shoe? Oh, no, it's just the, oh, just the camera. camera. Just the camera. <laughs> just I don't know where he even got it. Where did he oh even get this God. camera from? Oh, my God. Okay, well, he's eating. The our- most expensive thing he's eaten yeah, so far. I'm literally eating the podcast camera. <laughs> Jesus. Right? I don't even know where he got it. How did he even fit it in his mouth? <laughs> fucking Hurricane Huxley over here. You're going to drag your fucking car in the door in a second. Yeah. Gnawing on the tires. Uh, and last but not least, it's Zebo. How you doing, Zebo? Well, you know, I may be in the market for a new camera. <laughs> um, are we doing a sponsor for this episode? I think we are. Do we? I need... Do I need to queue up an ad read? Yeah. Yeah. Give us that ad read that, that they paid us so much money to do. Or do we need to do an F word first? Why don't we, why don't we do an F word? I, I, need, I need about 30 seconds to get my mind right. <laughs> well, you know what? The thing with F words yeah. <laughs> is that you have to prepare them beforehand. Oh. <laughs> what about fail? And my intern failed to do so. Yeah. So that is the F word. <laughs> Uh, yeah, today's F word is fail, as in we fail to remember an F word. Jesus. <laughs> we are off to a terrible start. Jeez, this is going as well as the Titans game. Yeah. But that's for the other pod. Um, all right. Well, let's get to some injury report news for the NFL. We've got a couple of concussions. From uh, the Rams, we've got Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup. Both were concussed in their game last week. Well, probably by the time this comes out, more news will have surfaced. But so far, um, you know, it both of them looked pretty bad. The Brandon Cooks one looked especially bad. I don't know if anybody watched yeah. the game in here. But, yeah, that's a pretty big deal. And if both of those guys are out... Um, that changes the offense dramatically. And then you also, because Cooper is like the guy for mm-hmm. golf. I mean, he's his favorite target. And then Brandon Cooks, his whole thing is to stretch the field. Right. So if he's gone, it's like Robert Woods and I think it's Pharaoh Cooper. Yeah, I don't even know who else they have. And yeah. I think it's Pharaoh Cooper and 
I can't remember the the other receiver that they have on the roster. Either, but he apparently caught a pretty big pass at yeah. one point. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of Todd Gurley or maybe even a lot of losses <laughs> yeah. Yeah, until, until those guys come back. Maybe just yeah. one, but still. I mean, most of the time it takes, what, a week? Yeah, I mean, a week or Geronimo two. Allison, they last week he had a concussion. He never practiced, and you have to practice to get clear to the con- concussion protocol. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, everybody still had them as maybe playing on Sunday. And I'm like, well, he didn't fucking practice. He, right, he cannot right. come in and, and right. play. So, yeah. Um, next up, we got a couple of ankle injuries. We got a couple of running backs. We've got Matt Breda, who replaced Jarek McKinnon when he went down. Uh, he's got an ankle injury and leads the league in rushing. Yeah, really? Did y'all know that? No, I did not know that till today. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. No Matt kidding. Breda. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess you're gonna see a lot of Alfred Morris for the 49ers. They think he's week. gonna play because yeah. he, they're the Monday night game. So, oh, so he's got a little more time. Yeah. So he's got a little bit more time, and it wasn't that serious. Uh, I think the X-ray showed that nothing was wrong. So yeah. He I may think play. he even said he wanted to come back in the game, but they yeah. wouldn't let him. Uh, also, with an ankle injury, we've got on Johnson. I think he's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. That seemed more precautionary, but anything. Yeah. And he w- he was having a good good game too. He got seventy yards last night or Sunday night and or Sunday evening morning afternoon. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. yeah. It yep. was. It wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was Pat, definitely at some point on Sunday. Past yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, pretty good for him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had Corey Grant, who uh, who was placed out. On yeah, IR. he's Done. out for the year. Yeah, out for out for the year. Fournette's not coming back this Sunday either. So it's like the TJ Yeldon show. Yeah, last mainly. man standing. They may. They may. I think I saw someone say they may try to go after like Mike Gillisley or somebody like that. But I mean, really, it's just gonna be TJ Yeldon. Yeah, and I, not Leonard Fournette. No, this has nothing to do with the fact with owning Leonard Fournette on my fantasy team. But it does. At what point do you start to possibly think that Fournette is a bust? I'd I'd say I that think if, right now. Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> like it, like in all seriousness. If you're a Jags fan, how worried are you about that? Fournette is not ever going to stay healthy. The I, well, much well, less stay healthy the entire season. I, be an effective running back for you. I don't think you have to be worried because T.J. Yeldon seems to do pretty well. I think if anything, if I'm that if I true. was if I was a Jags fan. I'd be kind of happy. Yeah. I mean, yes, they did, you know, spend what a third or fifth round pick or third or fifth pick in the first round on them. Yeah. And they could have had many, many other players, but you can say that about a lot of first round draft picks and stuff. Sure. And sure. But it, I mean, if I'm the Jaguars, we, they always look better without them and they're way less predictable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think I'm kind of happy if I'm a Jags fan, but in their mind, they think that Fournette is, you know, Barry Sanders. So what the yeah. fuck do they know? <laughs> yeah, he's not. Um, so, yeah. But yes, I definitely think he is soon to be a bust. And if it wasn't for him getting the rock four or 500 times last season, he wouldn't have eclipsed a thousand yards. He's yeah, not no that way. fucking good. And he wasn't that good in... He was very overrated in college, I thought. Yeah. When he went up against good defenses, he didn't do anything. And well, then now he's going up against better defense and he's the benefit of being yeah. the the Jaguars being scared of Blake Bortles having the ball right. and getting four or five hundred. Yeah, you know, I also, a product of volume. Yeah. I also think he's been sapped of a lot of his agility by these leg injuries, these right. repeated leg injuries. So now he's just a banger. He's just yeah. a bruiser. <clears throat> 
And those are a dime a dozen. That like that's why Garrett Blunt still is in the league. Yeah, like you can make a living that way, but you're not going to be. That's a, a good star. point. He could be the new Blunt. He could stick around, yeah. but he's not going to be a you know a playmaker. He's not going to be a guy. Yeah. who's, you know. Yeah, unquestionable RB one. Right. I would know. not yeah. be surprised if he could get traded. Yeah, uh, maybe in the off season or something like that. If these injuries continue to mount, he could get traded. The Eagles kind of need a running back. Don't know if maybe you know they would trade Leonard Fournette up there, but well, I mean the Jags are without Corey Grant now, right? Yeah. So it's it's all the TJ Yeldon show. It's all TJ Yeldon. Yeah. So no, you're right. I mean this this could end up with uh, with Fournette asking for or the Jags just maybe straight up trying to trade him in the off season. Yeah. Uh, we also have Austin Safarian Jenkins, who was also placed on the IR with a core muscle injury. Hate it for him. I guess that's a ab. Is that an ab? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hate it for him. Yeah, just just downright hate it for the Jags. Yeah, it's too bad. A lot of concern in my voice. I'm yep. sure. Yep, that sucks. I've heard that they like they put their players in mayonnaise to try oh, to. Is like that what it is? Faster. They rub it. it. Like they rub salve. mayonnaise yeah. on their legs or their injured uh, portion of the body. Yeah. I thought they just lathered them up with Duvall. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's like a shawl you put on people maybe <laughs> or something that goes on a bed. I don't know. We, we'll get, we'll get to the bottom of whatever the fuck Duvall is. I thought it was more of a cologne. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's uh, Duval for, for men. men. Yes. There you yep. go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Poor toilet day homie or whatever it is. They put on the back of the bottles. That's precisely what it is. Hashtag Duval. We figured it out. It smells like a musty towel smell. Yep. I really, nice. once right. you went with the musty and then right to the T word, really thought we were going a different direction on that. You finished with towel. <laughs> uh, finally, we have our last injury. Uh, just reported before. I actually don't know anything about it. Uh, Zeba, will you enlighten us on the Jay Ajayi injury? Uh, tore his ACL, and I'm surprised they even has an ACL in any, either <laughs> yeah. of his legs because I mean his his knees and legs are fucked. Yeah, it's, up. Just, it's just all skin and bone, right? Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous, and uh, I mean again, Wendell Smallwood and Corey Clement are probably going to take over there. I don't think they lose anything without Jay Ajayi. I think it's kind of like the Fournette thing. Yeah. Now they're less predictable on mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. It, it, it's not really going to hinder them at all. Uh, the Eagles still look pretty good. I mean, Carson Wentz starting getting in his groove. But it, it long as far as them trading for a running back, I don't think it's, they're going to no, trade they're, for one. They're deep. I saw people yeah. saying that Le'Veon Bell's going to get traded there. And this, if they would never that. trade them. If anything, you know, based off the previous podcast, I think they should trade uh, Dion Lewis there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the yeah. Titans should. But uh, I mean, well, they're not going to trade for anybody. No, in my opinion, they they've always been getting their marking. I mean, yeah, the past couple of years it seemed like they've always been working off of a committee approach, yeah. anyways. Yeah. So and Wendell Smallwood looked pretty capable of carrying most of the load yeah. after JJ went down. Anyway, he showed yeah. flashes last year, and yeah. he's definitely yeah. both a Smallwood. Back. Yeah, both Smallwood and Clement are very capable mm-hmm. when healthy. And it's, then you've got Sproles as a third down back. Like, yeah, you you really. If you were going to leave lose somebody on that team, that's the position you'd want to lose somebody. Yeah. yeah. If you're the Eagles. It'll be yeah. interesting to see from like a fantasy perspective who emerges as the biggest producer. Yeah. Right now it, I I can't tell. Right. I don't know if it would be it's probably going to be the most unsatisfying possible uh result. It's probably going to be Smallwood some weeks and yeah. Clement some weeks exactly. and then Sproul some weeks. Exactly. And uh yeah, so I would just stay away. Yeah. If you can. Well, I think it will be Corey Clement Wendell Smallwood. I I, I don't 
don't believe in Sproles. Why do we still yeah, believe I don't either. in Sproles? I don't, I don't, why? I don't. No, I mean, he'll get his, like, three points of receiving yards every week. Yep. And it'll be totally yeah. unsatisfying. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking... Uh, that it's definitely Wendell Smallwood is going to get a lot of work regardless. I think he's proven that he, he does. So you're calling Smallwood over Clement? No, I'm going Clement with Smallwood. Clement? Okay. Yeah. It's definitely going to be Clement first. Interesting. Um, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about some kickers. Oh, let's talk about some kickers. Can we start with Mason Crosby? Yeah, oh, go yes. for it. <laughs> and in our league of record, he's missed five field goals. Okay, he missed five field goals. He still somehow came out with positive two points. How yeah. does that work? Because we only have negative points for zero through 39 yards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's I only know. negative one point. And I'm thinking, okay, if you miss the easier kicks, you should be a little bit higher than yeah. negative one. I have him in another league. He yeah. put up negative three points yeah. for me. So yeah, I think we I think we need to address that. Yeah, in the off season. that yeah. off season it will be addressed. Yeah. You hear that must fill. I mean, <laughs> Mason Crosby missed as many points as the Buffalo Bills as a team scored wow. to win the game. Yeah, against the Titans. It this was week. Yeah. four missed field goals, one extra point. Right? Yeah, thirteen yeah. points. Yikes! He missed. That's crazy. Yikes. Thirteen points. Yeah, yeah. That is a, it, that's a bad bad. Night. Yeah, and yeah. the Packers lost by eight. What else you got? Kicker so, news. I mean, I just wanted to trash well, Mason Crosby. Well, go, go. <laughs> it's like, what is happening on TV right now? This man is painting with like a used cigarette. Anyways, <laughs> um, I mean, okay, I get getting the yips. You miss a couple in a row. They ran your ass out there four times for a field goal. You couldn't convert one of them. Then you go out for a PAT, which even still with them backed up to what is it now? The 25? Right. Yeah. It's still pretty much a given. I mean, what a kicker's at that range. They're yeah. still like in the 95 percentile. Yeah. And you miss a PAT as well. What the fuck happened to you? Yeah. I think it's a psychological plague. Somebody, yeah. had, that this, is going, somebody had this man's family locked up in a closet somewhere? Yeah. Wait no. a minute. Are you saying like Space Jam for kickers right now? <laughs> like somebody stole all the kickers' talent? <laughs> not, not quite like that. But I, it, I it seems see like ever since the extra point got moved back, We've seen this huge shift in kickers. It's like college kickers. Yeah. It's like they were like, oh, oh shit. We yeah, they're back five, ten yards. What the fuck? Yeah, they're freaking out now. And yeah. now there's this huge disparity in between the kickers that can make extra points and the kickers that cannot. Yeah. And we're seeing all this turnover with multiple teams with kickers. I think I would argue that it's more so that the teams aren't wanting to pay these kickers anymore. Like anything like they don't want to pay so you think it's like a secret strike that we're not aware of no i'm just i'm thinking that like they've become so conscious of the salary cap that they're they're hurting themselves by kicking these like proven kickers to the curb for what proven kickers are out there though well, I mean, there's a bunch of like older kickers who have who have not gotten signed to like Dan Dan Bailey was one of those guys right. earlier. But he no, held out, got thing. paid, and yeah. you know, but that yeah. was the whole yeah. issue. But that was his thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that a one guy, one kicker? I mean, it's kicker are not fucking people. Okay, just want to throw that out there first. <laughs> off. But they are a part Except of the roster. Well, yeah, yeah, Ryan Suckup is important. Yeah, he's the only person. <laughs> who would you rather have, Ryan Suckup or Mason Crosby or Ryan Gonzalez? Yeah. Or that guy from Florida State who can't say <laughs> Robert Aguayo. Robert Aguayo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had Rob- Mason Crosby struggling. Let me ask you this. How much rope does he get? He's the greatest kicker in Packers history. 
Is he really? Yes. Yeah. By far. I think he gets some slack. I think he's already Over, been, uh, I, think, I think he's already been confirmed to keep his job. He's the greatest. Is week. that true? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the oh, yeah. a Longwell Longfellow? Don't know. <laughs> there was a there was a really good kicker for the Packers. I think it was Long, I think it was Longwell. Yeah. 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 He's I mean, better than Longwell. I think, Crosby's I think been Crosby. Is that yeah. just the benefit of having Aaron Rodgers, though? That's Probably a little bit. Very yeah. likely. But, yeah. But also, he's good. He's been around for a while too. Yeah. So what are you? Sorry, I was just. My, my confused. question is, how much rope does he get? Is he fine? Do you well, think he's on, gonna, there's on, nobody better. Yeah. I mean, Kai Forbath is out there. I mean, I mean, Kai's Kai, but yeah. You know, how many? Really, how many games that were? We'll say are this bad or a little bit better. Does he get before he's gone? They, they will never be this bad again. I mean, this was epic bad. Yeah. I mean, and you you are talking about one of the better kickers in the league. It'd be like if Gostowski had a game like that. You're never going to expect to see that game again. Yeah, it, I think it's obviously a fluke. Yeah, it's just bad. Um, so on the opposite side of things, we've got Graham Gano. Oh my gosh! And we his, gotta get that. We gotta hear the Spanish kicking call. Yeah, and we uh, he's kicked a sixty-three yard field goal, which is tied for the record, or no? Well, I definitely think it's a Panthers record. Yeah, he's definitely a Panthers record. I think the it's close to. It is the best call ever. So that, of course, that was, was awesome. the uh, the the Spanish um, yeah. channels yeah. translation of a. Uh, of the kick. If yeah, I ever a sixty-three yard game winner. If I ever yeah. need motivation to do anything, I'm gonna play that. And yeah. I'm just gonna wreck shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we need that kind of uh pizzazz yeah. from from your Joe Bucks. They need to match that level of enthusiasm. Right. Right. For a field goal, especially. But it it was crazy and um it prevented them from going into overtime. And Cam Newton was amazing on that drive to will that team. And I've been a pretty big proponent of Cam Newton's not a really good quarterback. In this North Turner uh, offense, oh, he's, hey, proven hey, me, hey. he's proven me wrong. So um, yeah. I definitely think that he has he's really thriving in an offense suited to him. Yeah. And I... I mean, he was awesome. And those poor Giants can't fucking catch a break. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton, I've always been a believer, I guess, in in the fact that he's a good quarterback. He had a bad year a couple, maybe last year and the year before. He's had a couple of bad years. But uh, dude's good. Yeah. Dude Dude is, is hard to, uh, to plan a defense for. He's, you know, gigantic. He doesn't get all the calls that he should probably, but... He's he's a game changer. Yeah, I think he's trending towards into like Russell Wilson territory, where he's going to be like a slow starter who comes on. You Except know, for Russell Wilson, a third of the way of that through the year. <laughs> I mean, Russell Wilson won like a Super Bowl his second year. No, he's talking well, about this year, like yeah. over the course of the season. Yeah. He starts oh, slow, gotcha, and then gotcha, gotcha, slow, and then gotcha. he heats up, and then he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Yep. Um, let's talk about. I wanted to talk about. Uh, Greg Joseph, the if you don't know who that is, I don't. 
He is is either, he one of the Patriots wide receivers? He's either the, a Patriots wide receiver, the new host of the of Family Feud, or he's the Browns kicker. I don't. I thought the Browns kicker was called something else, and so now I'm legit uh, wondering if Steve Harvey got replaced. <laughs> no, yeah. uh, Zane Gonzalez got kicked to the curb after yeah. his misses, and then they they hired Greg Joseph. Greg Joseph has kicked two field goals now that have been the ugliest looking field goals I've ever seen. I didn't think the one in, in overtime was going to go because yeah. I saw it. I, yeah. I watched it. Yeah. It's like a weird knuckleball kick. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It looks like I, if I were to attempt to feel to kick a field goal, yeah. it looks like what my kick would look like. It's just kind of like not <laughs> flipping end over end. It's just kind of doing a weird, like twitching motion. And does it look like Peyton Manning threw a ball through the uprights? Yeah. It looks like he threw a yeah. ball through the yeah. uprights <laughs> while he was getting hit. Yeah. Yeah. Our um, idiot kicker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that knuckleball kick to win overtime was incredible. Yeah. And I thought it was tipped at first, but apparently it wasn't. No, he's just an he's, ugly kicker. Yeah, he's just not good. <laughs> yeah, it so, was just a bad kick. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not good at his job. So I guess what we're trying to say is thanks, Ryan Suckup. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's talk about Deshaun Watson and his uh, his lenient views towards... Um, poor offensive line play. Well, he's already been sacked 18 times, and last Shit. night he got hit 10 times and sacked once. And he is gonna get—he's gonna get murdered. He's gonna go the RG3 route if he does not learn how to protect his body, and it's gonna be bad. And Bill Bryan, very nonchalant about, it. he says, "Oh, well, you know, that's how Deshaun Watson likes to play." And I saw a clip because I didn't watch. Is the that game a product live. of? His offensive line or him running out? Well, I think it's his offensive line, the play calling, and his decision making. So I yeah. think it's all three. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of plays where he's like skirting down the sidelines and he doesn't step out. Right. He keeps yeah. trying to get yardage and gets blown the fuck up. Yeah, which is not a good idea. No. There there was a play last night where they're in the uh, uh the goal the goal line or whatever, and he was like five yards out and he had open people to pass to. And he decided to run it, and um, I think it was Jalen uh, Smith. Jalen Smith ended up um, just rocking his world because he didn't even slide or anything. So yeah. he he is gonna get himself murdered. Yeah. And Bill O'Brien doesn't really give a shit, and you know whatever. And as we record this, what just happened? Uh, Drew Brees just. Uh... Past the uh, career pass yards record, he is at 71,968, and they're going ham at half field. Yep. Yep. So would you say that Drew Brees is the third greatest quarterback of all time? Yes. Without a doubt, I think he is. Compared to Flacco, how fucking elite is he? <laughs> Take his mic Well, away. I thought Flacco was off. number one. <laughs> I assume that Joe Flacco held the first two records yeah. somehow. We're shutting this whole podcast down. No, but, okay, so back to Deshaun Watson. And I was just, you know, sitting here glancing at a uh, SB Nation hint, hint article about Bill O'Brien said after the game that, you know, with Deshaun Watson taking that many hits, we are who we are. Yeah. And Deshaun understands ah. that part of the game ah. and he likes playing that way. I don't, I mean, I don't think you can say that as a head coach. I don't think he meant that maliciously, but that's, that's a little, uh, I don't know that that doesn't sound right to me. You've got to protect your quarterback. Don't yeah. like you said. Don't pull an RG three here, 
and ruin this kid's career just because he likes taking hits. That's it just seems like what they're doing. And, you know, they installed a whole offense this offseason. And that was the big talk is we're really going to maximize Deshaun Watson and we're really going to have an offense tailored to him. Well, if this is your offense tailored to him, it's tailored to murder him. <laughs> right. Like, shouldn't the law step in the Supreme Court? Someone? <laughs> I mean, someone needs to step in Man and stop this. Yeah, somebody has to protect this guy. Yeah. yeah. From William O'Brien. Quarterback murderer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is our offensive game plan is unacceptable yeah. when your your tackles are basically the swinging barn doors. I mean, like we said on the last podcast, they were number 77 and 74 out of 77 <laughs> offensive tackles that have been rated by PFF. Whoa. Yeah. They're they're awful. Yeah. They're, they're horrendous. And he got murdered constantly right. i mean just awful and oh my god there's someone crying in the stands yep. of the saints game <laughs> a grown-ass man is yep. fucking crying about drew Brees breaking the record yep. with a very respectable beard yeah. by the way uh, kind of like, like a hobbit i don't yeah. i think he needs to go home and shave that yeah that's not you can't have a beard and cry like that over football yeah i think the rule is actually if you cry you have to shave your beard it's yeah it's kind of like the Dothraki thing where if you lose in battle, you have to cut your braid. Yeah. It's that. It's that sort of situation. I agree. Um, let's talk about OBJ and the Giants. That uh, saga continues. Woo! <laughs> he he went scorched earth on Eli Manning. Scorched and fucking earth. He said that he doesn't know if the Giants have a quarterback. And, I mean, he was just all over it. Is it fair? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, let's be honest here. Well, I mean, it's, he's it's fucking he, fair. He threw a prettier touchdown pass than Eli <laughs> yeah. Manning did. This well, it also say. went more than like 10 yards or yeah. whatever. It was yeah. a dime. Yeah. It was a yeah. hell of a pass. But with all due respect, which one of these two in the conversation has two Super Bowl rings? That That's true. Yeah. Because the OBJ, I think, only was there for the, the last one they yeah. won. Was he even there for that one? I don't think I don't so. think he was. He may not have been. I mean, I'm making it look, I'm making an unfair point here, I know, yeah. because he wasn't a part of those teams. But if we're gonna start the backup, drop your shorts and shit all over Eli Manning game, then you know, you have to look at those two times that they won the Super Bowl and you gotta put that in Eli Manning. They, yeah. Ben McAdoo was smart enough last year to figure out, okay, Eli Manning's not the quarterback. Yeah. If we want to win games, Eli Manning's not the quarterback. Davis Webb wasn't the quarterback either, and Geno Smith wasn't the quarterback either. That's why you had, I think they were the third overall pick or second overall pick. And right. instead of doing a multitude of things to help, they spend uh, the pick on Saquon Barkley, and you could talk about how great Saquon Barkley is or whatever. Sure. He had a ton of negative run runs last, last uh, game. Yeah. Tons of them. He wasn't very successful yeah. unless he breaks off or he's out in open space. Yeah, that's been his whole year, though. Yeah, and the thing is, is that what would have helped your team in the long run, drafting him at number two or number three or drafting one of the four quarterbacks, yeah. even if it was, you know, Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold would have been better than taking Saquon Barkley. It To me, this is going to set them back. I don't know, dude. Saquon's good. But he's good, but he's not overcome Eli Manning good. And then right. if you like, look at the next two quarterback draft classes, Jared Stidham was one of the best quarterback prospects to come out, or people thought. He sucks. Yeah. Drew Locke's not that good. 
uh, I mean, you're looking at maybe Will Greer. Yeah, I think if you put another yeah. quarterback into that team, Saquon Barkley is not going to be as successful as he has been. Yeah. I, I don't know. So, I think you should have passed on Saquon. Here, here's my whole thing. Or built your offensive lineup with more than just Nate yeah, Solder. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to trade Eric Flowers. They ain't yeah. gonna make a fucking trade you for Eric Flowers. Right. I think Eli gets. You want this bag of garbage? Yeah. <laughs> I think Eli gets the respect from from opposing teams based on his track record. I think yeah. if you throw another quarterback in there, it's gonna be a totally different game. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, and it's Eli's got the similar situation that Bortles does, where it's good Eli, bad Eli. Yeah. Oh, you totally. Don't, you never know what you're gonna get. Totally. And so at least there's that hope that you're getting good Eli, yeah. and that that happens. But yeah, I mean, if you look. That rest of that roster, there's nothing on there. I, yeah. You got Kyle Laletta, who's not the the answer. Well, that's the problem is that they don't have an answer on the roster, yeah. and they're I mean they're stuck with Eli. Yeah, right. I mean you're absolutely stuck and, with, Eli. and that's yeah. and that's my thing. unless you're gonna have OBJ back there. And I know you're frustrated. I know you're you're you know got a mic in your face after you just lost a game, or you know you're not getting what you feel like you need yeah. to be successful. I understand the frustration with that. But you can't say that. He said it before the game. I know. I mean, I mean, OBJ is OBJ, and you know he just signed this big million dollar, multi million dollar extension. I think he got paid because they know that Eli's done after this year, and we'll we, we'll get to that in another podcast. But you know, I, I think Eli Manning's done after this year. But look at it this way, right? They took Carolina to the wire. And forced him yeah, to kick true. a sixty-three yard field goal to beat him. That makes I, me wonder about uh Carolina long run. I mean, I, I know you. that's yeah. I know that's a heartbreaking loss, but am I not mistaken? Was Odell Beckham not a part of that disastrous punt return where yeah. where Carolina ended up diving on it in the end zone and scoring a touchdown? Yep. So here's the way I feel about it. Dude, shut the hell up. Like, I can agree with that. If, okay, Eli's going to be gone next year. You got paid to be part of a team. Yeah. You didn't get paid to stand out there, run, kick, and pass, and throw touchdowns to yourself. Eli sucks. He's gone downhill. He's not going to be there anymore. But, buddy, you're a part of a team. Yeah. Like, shut up. Do your part. Maybe field a punt and not let it turn into a touchdown and deal with the rest of the season as it is. You're lucky enough to be part of a team that's a quarterback and maybe one more star player away from being right back up there. Right. So, Especially I mean, in the NFC East right now. You're not just absolutely wallowing in the basement with teams like the Bills. Not that anybody we know lost to them, but <laughs> it just seriously, like I'm kind of tired of hearing it. Shut, yeah. You literally just got paid, dude. Shut the hell up. I agree. Just shut it. No one wants to hear it. Shut your mouth. Um, let's talk about some uh, some league talk. Let's get into a fun little topic of which undefeated team in the NFL right now, which is the Rams and the Chiefs. Which one do you believe in? Which one is going to be the real deal long term? Uh, I guess either or or both. And or let's ignore the injuries of Brennan Cooks and Cooper Cup because they're we'll just take concussions. Those as one week, yeah, because they're they're just concussions. So, right. what do you think, Lebowski? Who who do you have more faith in? But I mean, can we ignore those injuries? Well, they're concussions. Yeah, they go. They'll go. I mean, away they'll go away. It's not like a torn ACL. What if they turn into like a brain hemorrhage? Well, what? I mean, that's well, not that's how little... concussions work. <laughs> I mean, <I'm... laughs> 
My apologies. I figured a concussion is where your brain is spraying blood everywhere and they're trying to figure out how to get to stop. Is that not it? No, no I don't think I, Am I totally it. missing the boat mm-hmm. here? I yeah. think you might no, have but a in couple all concussions. I don't know. This one, this one yeah. actually is a hard choice. I, uh, my gut wants to say Kansas City just for the fun, sexy pick of having Mahomes go fucking crazy all year, but I think they're going to drop a couple. I think realistically, it's the I think the Rams, if you had to pick one, that could possibly go undefeated. I, I I think it's the Rams. I think they have more weapons. I think I'm a I'm a my logic says I'm a more I'm a bigger believer believer in the Rams. But I'll say this defense is having issues, and Wade Phillips. I, I mean, back to back weeks that defense has not looked right, and. I, I will say that if that defense doesn't get back on track, I mean, it could be just as bad as the Chiefs defense, and they both have weapons galore. And I, I'll say this, the heart wants what the heart wants. And <laughs> I think the Chiefs are for real. I They really convinced me versus the Jags um, that they are a different kind of Chiefs team because you got to remember, it stormed for like, forever leading up to that game horrible conditions versus one of the best pass defenses in the league versus great pass rush and they don't have a defense i mean to be honest with you and while it wasn't patrick mahomes best game from what i caught in between the titans game and caught on highlights later Mm -hmm. to me it was one of his more impressive performance because he really just gutted it out and still played like patrick mahomes and He, he really made a believer out of me, and this would have been the game that I would have thought that, okay, this is it. He's done. It's over. Because he's got Denver next week. I mm-hmm. mean, th- this that was the game to see him crumble under the pressure and sure. all the spotlight. So, really, I think I, I, I believe in both of them. But yeah. if I'm going to say one's going to lose the game first, I think the first person to lose the game is going to be the Rams. Interesting. DJ, EJ, I want your take on this. If you'd be so kind, Rams or Chiefs? Who do you believe in? Rams or Chiefs? Right now, right now I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. You believe in the uh, especially through the the middle part of this season? I'm going Chiefs based. I mean, solely based on uh, the Rams receivers' uh, injuries this week. Mm. Um, specifically said, do not count yeah. the injuries. So, do yeah, not, we're talking do not long count term. Injury, we're talking long because term. they're just concussions. I think I still have to go Chiefs, though. I think Mahomes, I, I don't I don't know how you stop Mahomes and Tyreek Hill with Kareem Hunt back there. I, I still don't think we've, we've seen the best of Kareem Hunt this year. Well, I don't know. It was pretty impressive. The Was it the Monday night football game against the Broncos where he just like lowered his shoulder and just took Oh I mean, yeah, totally. Yep. It Running was down the awesome. sideline. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you're right Just though. We ran haven't over, seen dude. Yeah. I don't. I don't. The I, best. Yeah. I think that's been a glimpse of the upside of Kareem Hunt. I don't think we've seen full on Kareem Hunt yet this year. Yeah. And I think that's on purpose. I think they're easing him into their game plan. Interesting. Yeah. Well, my answer would be that we have seen a little bit of the best of Todd Gurley. Right. Yeah. Todd Gurley is easily the greatest running back in the NFL right now. I I, I, I can't disagree. I'd, yeah. I'd say Zeke would give him a run for his money. 
Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I haven't watched last night's games or the Sunday night game. So let me preface by saying that. So I don't know how. I don't didn't even see the box score on it. Yeah. Um, like I said on the last podcast for on the NFL edition, I have no fucking interest in watching the Texans Cowboys. Yeah. But um, I wonder if he. Uh, but I think Zeke's pretty is going to be high up there yeah. by the end of the year. But Gurley's by far the best. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. I think Gurley is obviously great. He's been great. We know what to expect there. I think we have more of a feel for golf. I mean, it's not great. We've had one good golf season, but I think that's enough to show that he can do it the whole year. Um, he'll have to obviously prove that he can do it in the playoffs if that is an issue. Yeah. But um, I have my doubts on Mahomes. I worry that the thing that happens with a lot of rookie quarterbacks who are you know phenomenal in the beginning is that there's a flaw that some defensive coordinator figures out, and then that's their fatal downfall. Downfall, and so just based off of what they've shown me, you know, in the, in the year or two that they've been in the league, I'm going to go Rams. I think yeah. that defense figures it out. I think that that offense has weapons, and I think that McVeigh is the coach um, who can absolutely leave you, lead you to do to do what you want to do. Yeah. I just I hope we get to uh, November the nineteenth with both of them undefeated. Oh, that would be the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I really I I want to see an undefeated showdown. You know, the well, week before Thanksgiving. Do you, do you have their schedules pulled up? Yeah, I've got the. I was just about to ask. You know, who's got possibly the easiest path to being undefeated? I mean, I was, they kind of both do. I pulled up the Chiefs' schedule. If you'll pull up I'll, the Rams, I'll pull up the Rams. So. Uh, Chiefs play, of course, the Chiefs play the Patriots Sunday. So, right. so there, you know, we start off there. Then we've got uh, uh, Bengals. Bengals come to the Chiefs. Uh, Broncos come to the Chiefs. Chiefs at Browns. Cardinals at Chiefs. And then Chiefs Rams on uh, November 19th. So the next two would be the, the hard games for them. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> of course, watch them for some reason play the Browns like close as hell or sure. something, right? But, the Rams got the Broncos Sunday, then they have the 49ers, then the Packers come to L.A., then they go to the Saints. Seahawks come to the Rams right before the Chiefs and Rams. So Seahawks, Rams, that, that whole, could, that's, that's doable. That's, well, yeah. that, that's their rivalry, yeah. like, right there, and, already done. Didn't see, wasn't the Seahawks always, like, our version of the Jaguars? Like, yeah. Either they would beat them twice or they would I mean, would they came really close them. to beating them this week. They beat. They yeah. only won 33-31. to 31. Yeah, They've the already Rams, played them. The Rams yeah. have always had a problems with this, yeah. problem with the Seahawks. And, hey, the Saints, I mean, you know, they're, yeah, there's nothing to shake the Saints are exploring every depth of that Washington asshole right now. So, yeah. you know, they could, <laughs> they could, uh, they could absolutely uh, head out west and bring the heat. Yeah, I'm definitely rooting for that, though. That would be awesome. Damn, yeah. undefeated week before Thanksgiving. That is just the perfect reason That'd for me to awesome. go on a week-long food coma. Yep. yep. Um, two names, or a name that I heard twice in the upcoming schedule for both those teams. The Bill Denver Broncos. Oh, I'm sorry. The Denver Broncos have to face both of the teams. Does Vance Joseph make it through the year? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that in maybe our next segment. I think so. Let's get to it. Uh, I believe we might have a drop for this. Yeah. Uh, it's called this segment. Yeah. Are you ready for yeah, it? I'm ready. Hit me. It's called coaches with hot balls. Woo. Lewis, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls are hot. I understand. <laughs> balls are hot, bud. In case you missed it, that was the UFC event that happened, uh, Saturday. Um, greatest interview. Greatest interview ever. What was his name? Dion Lewis. Derek, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. No, yeah. Our <laughs> running back is Dion Lewis. Right. Um, 
I was trying to go Dion Henry, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, that was great. Yeah. His interview was great. His fight was great. Um, the, actually, the whole card was great. Hey, it was very, it was very, very fun. And of course, he had the mouse at the palace incident yeah. sort of thing. But um, let's talk about coaches with hot balls, which is, of course, a reference to the hot seat that yep. a few coaches are sitting on. Uh, Zebo, do you want to start us off? I'm going to start off with uh, Vance Joseph. But I also, that's just like a personal hate. Yeah. Like, I just fucking hate Vance Joseph. I think he's a horrible coach. Right. He can't decide what he's going to do with his running backs. He keeps mm-hmm. hiring horrible offensive coordinators mm-hmm. or doing it. And then Case Keenum, he let John out. John Elway settle him with Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon, and Brock Osweiler. I mean, give me a break. And it's just, you know, it's really maybe this should be the general manager hotball seg- segment because yeah. I just named you a bunch of reasons why <laughs> yeah. John Elway should be fired. Yeah. Because he ultimately also hired Vince Joseph. Yeah. But I mean, uh, part of picking, part of the head coaching job is picking yeah. your staff, and so yeah. I think that falls mostly on Vance. Obviously, Vance was a bad choice, and yeah. that's Elway's fault. And Elway's done a lot of things that I don't agree right. with. But Vance Joseph is is the the cause he, of the he handles everything poorly. Yeah, like I just don't feel like he uses personnel correctly. And this offense, I know that it was said on our fantasy show by someone I won't name names. But they thought that Case Keenum was going to be a top twelve quarterback. Didn't really work out, and <laughs> hey, so far, so I mean, still there's still lot, time. Still a lot of football there's left. Still to a lot play of football here. left. To go. I mean, I'm not naming any names, but uh, still a lot of football left to play. But it's not looking good so far, and I don't know when's the last time did he even reach two hundred yards this last week. I don't. I don't even I don't know. So. I mean, I do know that they've blown the lead. In at least a couple of games this year. And, and Royce Freeman is their most, once again, I don't know yeah. why I traded for Royce Freeman. Yep. But because I had CJ Anderson last year and it was an utter disaster. You're a glutton for Denver punishment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Royce Freeman is their most effective and efficient running back, and they hate giving him the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever CJ Anderson last year had 20 touches or more in a game, they won. I know that's like a weird stat, and that really probably has no bearing on why they won. But still, it's yeah. pretty indicative of their win-loss record. And I, I think that there's too much talent on that team in various places. For, yeah. But it's, there's not enough talent in the one place, the two places that matter. There's not enough talent at their quarterback position. I'm not a believer in Case Keenum. It was wow. just having Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And then there's no talent at their head coaching position. Yeah. So um, I think that he has some hot balls. I'm yeah. out. I'm out on him. Yeah, I think it's coaching more than anything. Yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still bullish on Case Keenum. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is a good wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, he can I, make don't think, I don't think Emmanuel Sanders and, and so Demarius is Cortland Thomas. Sutton. Yeah, and Cortland Sutton. I don't think those guys are a huge downgrade yeah. from Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. I mean, they're a downgrade, but they're not a huge step down. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about Adam Thielen, who up. I don't know what he did yesterday, but I think he did get a hundred yard game. Yeah, I yeah. know Six he's at the five hundred yard game. Five five straight hundred yard games. I know, I know. Right, he's okay. very I, good. But that's, oh, I know. But I'm I mean, just like saying, Portland, I'm just Sutton, saying. Emmanuel Sanders, they're pretty good. Am I right? That's ridiculous. Okay, ludicrous. <laughs> okay, you guys sound like Vance Joseph. <laughs> okay, we're on. We've got hot balls. We're gonna take our pants yes, off. Yep. Hot balls. Yep. Uh, Take my pants off, Mr. Lebowski. Who's on? Uh, who's on the hot seat for you? I mean, I think it's 
I think it's easy to go with Vance Joseph, and I'm, I definitely don't disagree with that at all because I definitely think he's going to get fired. But uh, uh, I think old Toasty Nuts has got to be uh, Bill O'Brien for me. Woo! Yeah, he's got some <clears throat> yeah. Toasty Nuts. I, I think they're toasty. I mean, only because I just don't see Deshaun Watson finishing the season. I don't. I think yeah. he's going to get hurt, and I think he's going to get hurt catastrophically. And I think it's going to be RG3 all over again. They're going to purge anything to do with that sideline that allowed him to get hurt. And plus, he has it all. He already doesn't have a great reputation in Houston right now, anyway. Basically, all of his press conferences so far this year have not. They're getting tired of the shtick of Mm -hmm. him going up and, and running his mouth the way he does. And then, of course, this past week with. Deshaun understands the game he's playing and he likes playing that way and yada, yada, yada. No, I think they're one Deshaun Watson injury away from him losing his job. Do you, do you think it's the injury that does them in? If Deshaun gets injured, he he's out. I think? think it's I think it's two because things. I mean uh, we we know that they're probably not going to do anything. I've, this is why I think he's got a toasty in other regions because yeah. I think it's a twofold. They finished dead last in the AFC South. He's absolutely out. Yeah. Um, even if they end up in the middle of the pack in the AFC South, but then Deshaun Watson get hurt, gets hurt again, yeah, he's absolutely out. I, I think it's pretty much playoffs or bust with a healthy Deshaun Watson for him to keep his job. Interesting, DJ. Do you have anybody? If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna pick out a coach right now, I'm gonna say Mike Tomlin. Oh yeah, yeah. that's a that's a good think, surprise pick. I think yeah. with all the Le'Veon Bell drama, the Antonio Brown drama, Antonio Brown drama, the fact yeah. they're two and two, they're sitting at the bottom of their division with a ton of talent on their roster, um, and on top of that, you've got people outside of the organi- organization like Tony Dungy who have come out and called out Mike Tomlin for not being. Whoa, Tony Dungy did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That that that's my pick. What, what do you guys think about Mike Tomlin? I I kind of agree with that, but then he goes and does something like winning that Falcons game, which is really more to me that the Falcons may have lost that game. Yeah. Um. But he he wins these stupid games that he shouldn't even really win. Then he'll end up. He, I don't know. I think if they don't make it to if they don't get in the playoffs, he's fired. Yeah, I, th- I if if I'm oh, looking totally. at it right now, he's it's playoffs or buzz for Mike Tomlin's job because he because if they don't make the playoffs, all the personalities that he's quelled with one win for one week is just going to uh, just bubble up and it's going to be over. I I think the the situation that he's handled in the locker room and created is I think he's I think he's on his way out. Yeah, I think I that's, it's I think not that's sustainable. Solid. Yeah, I think that's all. I mean. I didn't even really consider that because I don't think the uh, I don't think the the Steelers front office is going to put up with a um, or the Cincinnati Bengals type situation in that locker room. You've got your team taking the field and committing sixty five yards and penalties every game, which is the Steelers just don't sit that to me. They were always the disciplined team with a badass defense. Yeah. And now they're now they're a completely undisciplined team that draws a hell of a lot of penalties. You got the locker room bickering back and forth with each other. I think Omar Epps has totally lost it on the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> and Bud Dupree, I mean, they they've made bad draft picks on that uh, defense, and I think they, I can't remember if they traded up last year to get uh, Terrell Edmonds, the third or fourth round graded safety. I mean, give me a break. I mean, they've made some bad moves and that falls onto their GM too. But Tomlin, he, 
like you said, they used to be known as the stable franchise that always had a good defense and great run game. Yeah. yeah. They lost that defense, and that defense slowly deteriorated underneath Mike Tomlin, who was a defensive head coach. Yeah. Or he was a defensive uh, backs coach, I think, for the Vikings when he got uh, done. But he's a defensive-minded coach, and he's just let it deteriorate. Yeah. And they went offense heavy, and it's just not keeping up for whatever reason. Yeah, I think it's similar to the John Elway situation where he got lauded for some things that were the result of the guy who came before him. Yeah. And they happened to put it all together at the right time. And I mean, he hasn't blown it up by any means. Like he's been a good caretaker, but he hasn't been replacing and building. He's just been, it's just been, you know, like you said, evaporating and, and going away. Um, Let me, let me go with uh, my coach for the hot seat. The guy I thought you were all going to say, Jason Garrett, he, Ooh, he's Cowboys yeah. coach. Yep. He, he, he's got to go. Yeah. He, he's, he's a good one. He's in a spotlight in, with the Dallas Cowboys. You're always in the spotlight with that team. And he has done nothing. He's, you know, wasted Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not even sure that Dak Prescott is great. Uh, it, the NFL Twitter yeah. tried to put out Dak's got an arm for all the throws for last night's game. Yeah. yeah. And all I heard when I whenever I went check Twitter or check my text messages was how bad Dak was actually playing. Yeah. And I get it. There's no receivers. Yeah. But who the fuck does that fall on? Yeah. Right. It falls on Jason Garrett thinking that he can do whatever. He, they don't need Des Bryant. He could have gone along with Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. They don't need Bryce Butler. They let him go. It's. Yeah, I don't know. It's ego yeah. land. Well, he's especially sp- hot after this week. Yeah, I guess they. Punted. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, they, the fourth and one. Punt the fourth and one in punt overtime. In overtime, yeah, yeah. You've got Dak Prescott and you've got Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott, and, and you, you can't got, get a yard. You've yeah. got the one of the best offensive lines in football. Yeah, and you decide to punt the ball right. in overtime. That's yeah. the play. Fourth and one that yep. got Jerry Jones out of uh, Jason Garrett's corner. Yeah. Well, because he came out and said, "Can, can we have to be aggressive? I can't believe that we punched." I was Pretty just, much. I was just getting ready to say, yeah. if you follow Jerry Jones's predictable ass way of the way he starts, you know, getting rid of coaches, is yeah. the first thing he does is gently kick one under the bus, and then when does he go on the? He goes on the radio show when like Tuesdays or yeah. Wednesdays. So, you know, tomorrow or Wednesday, look if Jerry Jones goes on whatever damn radio station ninety nine seven, the asshole cowboy station. If he goes on there and further goes after Jason Garrett, I think that's it. He's absolutely yeah. going to get rid of him. He may not even wait till the end of the season. He'll probably. They, pick I don't know if they have a coach on staff to replace him with, yeah, and that—that's so. the problem. Is you can't. You're going to have to wait. And but that it's too late to do anything now. I mean, well, for that the, particular team. Yeah. What what really sucks? I can't believe I'm about to use these words because I have I've almost no sympathy for Cowboys fans, but. What really sucks as a Cowboys fan is you can't ever look at a new coaching search as like a fresh start for your team. Right. Like think of it as the Titans or, or most teams when they get a new head coach, they're thinking, hell yeah, you know, new regime, start over, let's see what kind of fresh ideas they bring in. As a Cowboys fan, you have to accept the fact that whoever's on the sideline is a Jerry Jones puppet. Yep. You have to deal with the fact that this geriatric idiot's going to be wandering around on the sidelines, practically calling plays. I mean, it, it's... I, I kind of feel for Cowboys fans. If they get rid of Garrett, it's like, who are they going to go with? They're going to have to, 
they're going to have to find a head coach who's going to put up with Jerry Jones and his garbage. They yeah. they can't do what they did last time and and promote in house and keep promoting in house coaches because it's it's just not going to work. No, and I think it's time for Jerry Jones just to be an owner and let his son Stephen Jones do the coach search. So introducing new Cowboys head coach Stephen Jones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anybody else have any that they'd like to have? I think that's a good one. I think a no, sneaky think one solid. is Steve Wilkes. Yeah, um, well, that's, it's, it's a little early. I think yeah. it's it's early. Yeah. Todd Bowles would be another one, but yeah, he, I mean, pretty much. He walked in the kitchen. Yeah, and all that they had was like limes and hot dogs. Yeah, and they asked him to make a meal. So <laughs> I, I think I think that's a good that's a good set. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that I think underrated seat that it it's not hot, but he doesn't realize that he's turned on the seat warmers yet. Is Dan Quinn. That team is bottom that, of their division, could, one and four. He's got a good scapegoat, though. Yeah. He, he can Sarkeesian, get rid of Sarkeesian, Sarkeesian and save his job. buy him a year or two. Yeah. But that is slowly getting hot. You're wasting one of the best receivers in the NFL. Right. You're wasting Julio Jones. You're wasting... Oh, I thought you were talking about Alan Hearns. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's a horrible joke. I wish that joke would die. <laughs> um but yeah, so I think that's slowly getting hot. I also think uh, similar reasons. Mike McCarthy's seat is one. That listen, that's a real one. Yeah, that is a that's a real good one. And I wish I would have thought about that one. It's, yeah, it's funny you say that with Dan Quinn. I just happened to look him up. Twenty four seven Sport top article is Dan Quinn has fifteen to one odds to be the first NFL coach fired. Damn, in that's, that's nice. an article posted six hours. That's ago. ridiculous. Jesus. Uh, Mike McCarthy is a good one because I know Aaron Rodgers is not happy with the offense. Yeah. So I think he, he's I been think publicly upset about it. And you, you have to realize Aaron Rodgers has been probably the second best quarterback, if not the best quarterback in the league for the yeah. last, what, five, he's six the, years? He's the best physical skill talent quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah. For the past, you know, decade, half decade. Yeah. And they've made the Super Bowl once. Yeah. It's because Dom Capers, for the longest time, they got rid of Dom Capers. Their defense looks pretty all right. It didn't look great yesterday. But I, I think that they have work to do on the offensive line, and I, I just don't think Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy have that chemistry anymore, and I think it, they're going to – I think they'll, they'll fire him. I agree. All right. Well, uh, let's get to the games that we're most excited about for the week. Uh, let's start with the uh, Falcons and Buccaneers. Zebo, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, I, I think I'm most excited about this game is because it's Jameis Winston's first full start versus a uh, co- uh, team with a 15 to 1 odds of firing the first coaches we just heard. <laughs> right. So it, are the Falcons going to wipe the floor with Jameis or is this going to be another shootout? What What's going to happen? There's so many storylines. Two bad defenses. Two loaded offenses, and whose head coach is going to come out looking good at the end of this game? Yeah, Mr. Lebowski. I think, um, I, I actually, I think Jameis comes out hot. Um, I don't really have anything to quantify that statement with, but I do, you know, I think um, sitting down for as long as he has now, now they're coming off the bye. I think he comes out hot and. I think they further capitalize on a Falcons team that is uh, just keeps just the wasting talent, bleeding players. I don't think it gets better for the Falcons. I I would even go as far as to say as Bucks beating my two touchdowns. Woo! Wow, DJ. I think the storyline for for me here is Devontae Freeman. 
and him coming back, see if he can increase his workload mm-hmm. coming back into this game because obviously they're missing him in the yeah. running game. I was bearish on Devontae Freeman coming into the year. Um, I was, I've been very disappointed in Tevin Coleman. I didn't like, he has not been producing. Yeah. He's had all the opportunity in the world. Yeah. I thought he was going to do way better with this opportunity than he has. And it's pretty clear that the Falcons need a solid run game. And I think somebody like Devontae Freeman in his prime with, you know, his upside, I think he can bring that to the, to the table and help, help this team out a lot because they need him. Yeah, and it's, it's this game is interesting, interesting to me in that it's a, a Falcons team that was probably projected to win the division handedly. Yeah, who's at the bottom of the division now, one and three. Could have even been a trendy Super Bowl pick, right? Yeah, uh, and then we've got the Buccaneers who were going to be the you know to put it impolitely the redheaded stepchild of the division and get stomped on the whole year. Uh, they're a optimistic two and two. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, this is a lot harder than I would have expected it to be. If, if you had asked me before the year, I would have been like Falcons, I'll buy a lot. Well, yeah. if they, if the Falcons hadn't lost four key defensive starters yeah. for the season, yeah. this would be a totally different game that we'd be right. talking about because the Freeman injury wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah. In, in my eyes, it's more, uh, the defense and why Steve Sarkeesian can't manage all this talent on the offense. I, I yeah. don't get it. Because Calvin Ridley's being awesome these last yeah. two weeks, and then he hardly gets targeted this this week. Julio Jones was was pretty good, but Sanu is the one that benefited, and right. Austin Hooper is like right. yeah. he's hamstringing the offense. So. I mean, he, he's got weapons. Yeah. they're not putting it together. I don't understand. I don't understand what's going on. But in saying all that, I'm gonna go Falcons winning the game. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fuck. Uh, we got an Android. What is Player that? Annie Android? Android? Yeah. Is that I no, Annie? I have no idea what's Hey, happening. Annie. Phone is just straight up talking. <laughs> it just wants to be involved. Yeah. So I'm going Falcons winning the game. I think the phone said Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah. What did you say, Mr. Lebowski? I'm, st- I'm sticking with Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Bucks. Bucks. Two Bucks, a Falcons, and I still haven't decided. Um, I say that. I'll say this. The run game for the Buccaneers is atrocious. It is bad. And I don't think Ronald Jones is going to save it this week. Because I think he's going to be the starter. You just don't know what you're going to get with that Bucs team. I think they come out and they connect on a few deep balls, which is their MO. They can upset this team. And I think that happens. I'm going to go Bucs as well. All right. Um, That was... I'm I'm surprised by my own answer. Wow, yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to uh, the Chargers versus the Browns. Uh, we'll start with Zebo again. Uh, the the big storyline for me is that you have Philip Rivers, which I don't know if y'all saw the clip, but nobody knows if he said base defense or or hey look at this base defense or hey look at this this uh, obvious defense or something. But he says that, and then he clearly says to Virgil uh, Green, who mm-hmm. caught one of the touchdowns against the Raiders run a seam route at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. yeah. Yells it to him. Virgil runs a seam route, scores a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you have these two, you have Philip Rivers and Baker Mayfield, who are probably the most 
Opposite. Competitive. No, I think oh, they're yeah? the most competitive personalities yeah. on the field and outspoken. Oh, yeah. And okay. I am interested to see how these offenses run against the specifically against the Browns defense, which is really, really good. Yeah. But the Chargers defense can be pretty good too. So I am very interested to see all the personalities yeah. on the field. Jarvis Landry has a big personality. They were talking about him when he caught a ball and he didn't go out of bounds, I think leading to overtime or in overtime. And they were talking about that. He tries to be Superman every time he has the ball in his hands. Yeah. So all these big personalities are coming on the field at once. And if there's not a fight, I'd be very surprised. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like Baker Mayfield and Philip Rivers kind of fighting right. each other. God, I'd love to see that. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm interested to see the 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 story and the personalities much less than uh, much more than I am interested in seeing the play. Yeah, Mr. Lebowski. If I'm not mistaken, the Chargers' two losses have come from both undefeated teams, right? Right. The uh, Chiefs yeah, and the uh, Chiefs and the Rams. Rams. So. Look, as much as I hate to say this, because I absolutely loathe Phillip Rivers, I, I, I'm a little worried that the Browns' defense may not be able to handle um, the Chargers' offense. However, I'm like you. I want to see a slugfest of a match. It, I, this is actually one of those games that I would be okay with seeing both teams score under 20 points yeah. and just see two defenses go at it. I'm, I actually like the Browns in this one. I think the Browns are not – maybe steadily is not the right word, but they're – slowly getting better and starting to find this identity. This Baker Mayfield thing is just so fascinating to watch. And um, that Browns defense, a little tricky. Yep. I like to see him get after it. Although, it, like I said, it's hard to ignore the fact that the uh, the Chargers' two losses just so happen to be to the two undefeated teams. I don't know. I think this is the week we find out if the Chargers are for real, if they're actually a good team, or if they're starting, or if they just, you know, have had a kind of a hot start and they're going to, ebb off but i think we're gonna see a good game i yeah. think the browns take it in a close one dgh i'm really excited for this game i think me too. Be fun. Me too. this really is one of my favorite games to watch yeah. this week yeah and this is a, a a week's loaded with shitty fucking games yeah, yeah. <laughs> really I mean, let's is be honest a, there's five good games is this a sunday noon game or what is this i don't know that's a good okay. question i'll find out <laughs> yeah. uh, had our intern research up, it look that up while dj gives us yep. a i think outside of titans games like I am most excited to watch Cleveland Browns games right now. Yeah, yeah, just I'm because with of, you. just because of Baker Mayfield and the way <laughs> that the ball comes out of that dude's hand and flies down the field, it's incredible. And I'm going to go to the flip side. I think this is the game that we're going to find out whether or not the Browns are real or if they're not. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Because talk about a guy that we didn't talk about during the hot balls segment. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackson. Hugh yeah, Jackson. I'm surprised yeah. that but, wasn't mentioned. That but, guy, yeah. but to be honest, I mean, Baker Mayfield could come out and save his job. And yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it they all seem to get along. So if they win, they win. It, this may yeah. not be like a malarkey situation where right. they get rid of Hugh Jackson because nobody's coming out and on the player side and complaining about it. We we had that. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is a um, this is a Chargers at Browns noon on CBS. That's good because um, we're the afternoon game. Okay, so we'll get uh, no, so to see. That. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't go with Hugh Jackson on the uh, on the hot ball segment, but it's uh, I think it's only because if Baker Mayfield plays well yeah. and I want him to play well, yeah. that's the only way. You kind of root for the Browns. I root for the Browns. Yeah, I, I also all right. I'm not sure if this is like mean to say or not mean. I don't know, but I think he got a lot of slack from his from hard knocks. I feel like yeah. he got a lot of positive like 
energy from Jackson from fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From fans yeah. because of hard knocks and because of everybody seeing that process of what he went through in the off season. Is, I feel like it that's, built that's a, a lot point. of empathy in the, in the fan base that maybe wasn't there before. Right. But, um, but yeah, uh, so you pick Browns. Anything else you wanted to say, Deej? I, I think I picked Browns. Yeah, <laughs> you're still on the fence. I'm still, I'm still on the fence. It's hard to pick against Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. and Philip Rivers. Yeah, and Austin. Eckler, I'm, I'm going yeah. Chargers. I, I think that they're going to blitz, and yeah. I, I didn't get, to, I haven't picked yet, but I, I mean, yeah. I'm picking the Chargers. I'm calling a high scoring game. I know you're Lebowski. You're calling a low scoring. I'm calling a high scoring game. I'm calling. Browns going into overtime again. Well, only because <laughs> the, the Browns, yeah, 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 yeah. the Browns have not. They haven't eclipsed twenty five points yet this season. Yeah, have they? I don't I think don't they think have. So. It's all been low scoring. No, I'm like you. I'd love to see a high score, just yeah. slugged, flat out shootout of a game. It, regardless, I'm really excited about this game, and I'm not really yeah. quite sure why. But yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. gonna be the one I'm definitely tuned in for. Keith, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, like we said, it's got you know we've got some great defensive ends on both sides. Uh, Miles Garrett is a freak. We've got, you know, uh, Ingram and Bosa, right? Um, I think the Chargers is going to come down to offensive weapons, I I feel like, and the Chargers have those. They've got uh, Melvin Gordon, like you said, Austin Eckler. They've got um, Keenan Allen, who's underrated, who should be considered a superstar receiver, and sometimes he's not. Um, I think Mike Williams is actually very, very good and has having an underrated year. If they fucking throw him the ball. Yeah. Well, that's fantasy me. Tommy. Yeah, that's fantasy you. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going Chargers. I think I think they've got what it takes to get it done. And, uh, yeah, if you if you had to make me pick, I would say the Chargers coach is better than Hugh Jackson. Real quick, we all mocked the Browns at five for taking Denzel Ward, but he's great. I may change – and I said Derwin James at the, begin, at the quarter – Denzel Ward's making me a believer. So yeah. Denzel you know, Ward just want to give some props to Denzel Ward. Nobody the, talked about him during that that Ward podcast. So yeah, uh, he made a goal line pick, right? Right, where he broke on the route. It was crazy. Um, let's go on to Steelers versus Bengals. Zebo, start us off again. I am gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go Bengals, and this team looks for real. They Joe Mixon had a rough start, but he was coming off injury last week. Or this this last Sunday, this last game, and I I think they they fixed their offensive line problems that they had last year. They have a tremendous defense, and I think with AJ Green, Tyler Boyd coming in his own, um, U- Uzuma as their tight end. But I mean, really, they they're a well balanced team with a well with good play calling on offense. And I'm gonna go Bengals, and I'm interested to see though. I am most excited to see what the Steelers do after a big win over the Falcons. Is there going to be a fight? Are they going to deteriorate into the old Steelers team that can't do anything correctly? That's what I'm more... I'm more interested to see if the Steelers are going to lose than I am going to see if the Bengals are going to win. Interesting. Mr. Lebowski. So... Bengals are the uh, they're they open as a three point favorite first time since uh, first time they've favored more than a field goal since 2014. So and is uh, and is Andy Dalton three and eleven against the Steelers? Yeah, he's something ridiculous. I think that 
was it that was it that stat that Roethlisberger has more wins in yeah I think yeah, so Cincinnati <laughs> than Andy Dalton yeah yeah, yeah. that's a little sad yeah. I although I, I gotta say I think uh, I think the Bengals get it done I think between the Bengals and the Patriots I think this will be the most penalized game all year oh I yeah think, I yeah. think there'll be more penalties <laughs> flag on this game yeah. than uh, any we've seen so far but. Um, I think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. And uh, it should be a pretty good game. I, I take the Bengals here. Interesting. Deej, yeah. each. I'm going Bengals. I think with all the stuff going on in Pittsburgh right now, their defense sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bengals offense is clicking. They've got Joe Mixon coming in, healthy. I don't think there's a way that the Steelers can stop the Bengals offense. Yeah. Uh, I would agree with you. I think it comes down to defense in this game. I mean, both offenses offenses have been good this year. Yeah. Uh, the Steelers have struggled. The Bengals have been better. So I'm I'm rolling with the Bengals. Yeah. Who day? Who day? Who day? Uh, let's move on to our final game for this little segment. Uh, it's the one we've kind of talked about a little bit earlier. It's the undefeated Chiefs rolling into New England to face the Patriots. And uh, goat Tom Brady. I think this is this this is a statement game for both teams. So I'm most excited about to see yeah. who comes out on top and who's the real deal. Because yeah. either the Chiefs are the real deal and they just destroy the Patriots and move to six and zero, or the Patriots come out spank them. Bill Belichick is really good against rookie quarterbacks, and I know that Patrick Mahomes isn't considered a rookie. But he's oh, like yes. a what is he like Ben no. Simmons rookie? He, he's yeah. a rookie. Yeah. He's yeah. a rookie. Absolutely. That's the yeah. perfect yeah. analogy. Yeah. Ben so yeah. so like to me, it's almost as if here comes Billy B to go up against another uh, rookie quarterback in my mind, and yeah. we'll see. It's just the storylines colliding. Are the Patriots who they were at the beginning of the year, struggling team, and the Chiefs are the really hot team, or are the Patriots going to come in and just own them? So me, I'm going Patriots. Nice. Mr. Lebowski. I'm going Chiefs. Yeah? Not only because uh, what the Chiefs did to the Patriots last year, I, I think they actually repeat. I think this <laughs> – I need to back up and quantify my statement a little bit because I am the idiot who sat here a couple weeks ago and said that the uh, Patriots have real problems. We, we both were. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> I totally balled into that. It's uh doesn't quite look that way. I don't think they're the same team as in past years where they lose and they kind of get it together and they go on this crazy Super Bowl run. However – if the Chiefs get it done and they beat the Patriots, I believe they are the real deal. And yeah. I think they are the absolute favorite to go and win the Super Bowl. Mm. Other than Titans. Wow. There it is. DG. I'm going Pats. I think this is the turning point for the Patriots where we're going to see them turn around and run the table the rest of the year. I think Julian Edelman coming back, Josh Gordon fitting into this offense. I think it's funny to see with all of the the – the, like the fluidity of their wide receiver core during the offseason, the preseason coming in earlier into the year, and now to see them with Edelman and Gordon and Chris Hogan all of a sudden with a pretty solid stable yeah. of wide receivers, I think this offense turns it around. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the week. This is the prove-it week for the Patriots for sure. Um, I don't necessarily think that this – matters as much for the chiefs but yeah it, it totally matters you got to be you got to beat the contenders. you got to beat the best to be the best yeah, yeah. I, yeah I guess i get that but 
Yeah. Um, the Patriots, if they can continue rolling with Sony Michelle yeah. and uh, Edelman yep. and Gordon, if Gordon can never get to the level that he's played at before with this team, yeah. they're really dangerous. Yeah. And we haven't even mentioned Rob Gronkowski or well, James White yet. That was what I was going to say. I was going to say Gronkowski has not looked the same this year. Yeah. He's he almost retired in the offseason, and it's kind of showing that – you know, he's on the downslide. He's not the like game changing force that he used to be. I feel like those injuries have sapped him of a lot of that. He's yeah. still good. He's still better than, you know, anyone that the Titans have or anybody right. else. But. but with all of every everyone else around him, does he have to be the entire Yeah, he doesn't have to. Team. If if yeah. Edelman and if Edelman can stay healthy yeah. with his the help of uh Tom Brady and his magic man. Right. <laughs> or, and if uh Josh Gordon can can do vintage Josh Gordon stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But that being said, I'm picking the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the weapons. Mm. Um, I don't I, think the Chiefs beat Belichick two games in a row. Yeah. I know. It's, I it, think. I think it, that's the. the I think. It's the Saban thing. Exactly. I think you Belichick never beat is the Saban twice in a row. Yeah. I don't think. I think Belichick is the X factor. Yeah. No. I. I agree. I mean, it, it, look. I. Uh, I still think the Chiefs are going to win, but. There is that one factor that I'm conveniently ignoring, which is, do you think Belichick has forgotten about that loss from yeah, last year? Are exactly. you kidding me? He's doing like Cape Fear pull-ups with the Chiefs <laughs> tattooed on his fucking knuckles. I guarantee it. No, it's that is the the part I forget. I, I do, I've got to agree with Keith. Uh, a loss here by the Chiefs, I think, is, is insane. Unless they just flat out get their ass kicked, which yeah. I don't see happening. A loss here by the Chiefs is uh, is insignificant to them, whereas a loss by the Patriots, I think, starts back up that whole hubble blue right. again of oh, oh, are they, are they, is it over? Is yeah. It, yeah. So yeah. should you fire Belichick? Should, should we just <laughs> yeah. should they just implode the Patriots and drop <laughs> them in the ocean? <laughs> um. All right. Well, there you have it. There's our games to watch this week. Um. If, for those of you who are curious, I don't know why you would be, but the F words pick them standings uh, stand at Zebo number one <laughs> with 47. We got Big Mike with a with a close follow at 46. Uh, your humble host, Internet Keith, with 41. And Mr. Lebowski, he, he got some points this week. He's 17. Hey. You like that? He yeah, can almost seven. vote. I just realized it's the Monday night game and didn't oh, wait. No, I picked this. Okay, yeah, yeah you no, we're good. This last week, you we're good. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm going to log in and do some more random picks again this week. Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. Um, well, that does it for the NFL edition of football and other F words. Uh, thanks for listening, Fers. Make sure to visit our sponsors and rate and review us on whatever you're listening on. Uh, you can visit uh, Music City Miracles and get more of Mike Miracles opinions. He couldn't make it to this pod, but. Uh, He's got some good stuff out there. And, uh, yeah, we are football and other F-words, and you have just been effed.
Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Kerryu, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there.